Welcome to Connected, a podcast with Jess. That's me. Connections are the secret to a whole life. Recognizing the connections between us and within us, mind, body, and soul, reveals the fullest potential of our humanity. Join me as I discover what connects us to each other and to ourselves. Your mind, body, and soul were not meant to live disconnected from each other. Putting all the beautiful parts of you into one breathtakingly whole experience is what you deserve. As a life coach, I work to support your story. Together, we can set free the story of you. I bring guests onto my show so that you can hear powerful stories of other women all across the world. I want you to see how profoundly important living and telling stories is. You can find out more about working with me on my website at jessicatravis.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Welcome back to the Connected Podcast. I have a really fun guest who is actually in my studio. Um, So many of my interviews are through Zoom. So when I get a chance to do one here in the studio, it's really fun because it's like we're just having a drink together and chatting over a table. So um, today I have Kelly Era who um, I think, we were thinking I might have known you for like six or seven years now. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and we'll get into how I know you and all that Mm -hmm. as we go, but um, we do have things to drink here. I'm drinking some hot tea and some noon, which is an electrolyte, and you've got a glass of water, and we're just going to sit here and enjoy a good conversation of getting to know you. Okay. Um, So I'm just going to start out with the, the hardest question ever. Kelly, <laughs> who are you? I heard you ask this question to your daughter on one of your podcasts, and I had to sit there like, oh, no, I have to have this prepared. <laughs> the funniest part is part of my personality is I always daydream that I'm being interviewed. Oh. And so driving here is like to actually be interviewed. Oh, my gosh. I hope. I'm I making really a dream to- come true. Either a dream come true or a total disaster, because (laughs) in my head, the stories are always correct and (laughs) always one side. Um, I wanted to talk about being an achiever and the ups and downs, pros and cons of Mm. that. I have 16 years of success in a direct selling company. I like to make the joke that most people know somebody who just started or just quit direct sales. And so to be 16 years solid career, um, just for the fun of it, I started something else clothing by myself and my best friend in my spare room and I'm a new first-time mom with I would call it severe postpartum Mm. and some medical complications and how that has affected my identity as an achiever the past seven and a half months 
Wow, you give me a plethora of questions mm-hmm. yeah, go to for ask. <laughs> so, okay. I know you through your direct sales business. Yes. And um, uh, actually- Wonderful our- client, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Um, and actually our do- my daughter introduced mm-hmm. us because yes. she was a client of yours. And so, um, she's like, mom, you know, you need to meet Kelly. And so he did. And we're just, you know, texting buds. I yes. would like this. I would like that. And we joked beforehand that if I describe this too much without saying the name of the company you work for, it'll sound like you're my drug dealer. Yes, it will. <laughs> it will. Because I just deliver to the door and just drive away. <laughs> And it just appears on your porch. It does. It's, it's a pretty sweet gig for me, let me tell you. Um, but the, the longer I've known you, mm-hmm. the more um, interesting I find your story because you just kind of unravel little bits and pieces for me each time I see you. And, um, and so I'm sitting here going through my head going, wait, but I... But I want to talk about this part, and I want to talk about this part, and I want to talk about this part. And so if if I jump onto something that you don't want to talk about, <laughs> we'll just we'll just jump to the parts you do. But um, but one thing that we have in common is an experience with India. Yes. And this was one area where when we started this conversation, we we're like, oh my gosh, we have, you know, quite a bit to talk about here. Um, but I would love for you to explain why India for you is a connection point for us. And how funny that I didn't even include that in my I, about I know, me. It's right? one of the biggest, um, I guess, known things about me. Um, when I was a scene, well, I graduated from Gonzaga in three and a half years. So technically a junior, but kind of a senior. I met this Indian guy on the internet by accident, and he sent me a wait, friend wait, wait. request. By accident? <laughs> He just sent me a friend request. My Brazilian roommate refused to get on Facebook, and I joined the website she was on, and he sent me a friend request, and I only accepted it because he's six foot three. And And you're tall. I'm five foot 11. And we had an 11 year long distance relationship, including a marriage. Our 10 year marriage anniversary is Thursday. So when we're recording this, um, 11, 11, 11 is when we got married in New Delhi, India, I moved there for a year to prove to the U.S. Embassy that we were married for love, lived with his family for a year, um, got his visa approved. He's been in America and Spokane for two years, and now we have a little boy. And we're still marveling, like, you asked me to be your friend on the internet, and now there's a little human Human because of it. Because of it, that (sighs) will make friends and make change and, and, I mean, be a absolute giant but that yeah. is because the I think two he's of taller us taller than our two-year-old grandson and he's on seven months old now yeah he's pretty tall yeah um but but part of I don't know maybe part of my achiever or one quality I have is also loyalty so direct sales 16 years 11 year long distance mm. relationship I was not going to give that up yeah. not just because I loved him but it's there's a part of me that's a I'm gonna do this yeah yeah yeah, you your personality has always said to me you are all in. Oh yeah. So the um, the business that you have, I know that you are diehard. This is I'm going to provide the best product yes. to my clients. You know all of that, and so I I definitely see that about you. Yes. Um, we've also had this conversation because my grandson 
is biracial. Yep. And so raising a child from two different cultures is, especially for you, because um, your husband's now experiencing American yes. culture kind yes. of for the first time. Would yes. that be accurate? Yeah. He had never been to America before he was a legal permanent resident. And he had never left India until... The year we were married, the year after we were married, so since 2012, he was 25 when he first yeah. left India. Well, and I noticed on social media, I'm losing track of days yeah. right now, but mm-hmm. that you guys celebrated an Indian holiday. Yes. So that's part of yeah. combining cultures. Yeah. We had Diwali together, a baby's first Diwali, and we put him in a little traditional Indian dress, and he crawled all over the house in it. He missed all the prayers time, because he Uh was just looking at himself in the mirror, but yeah, we made it through baby's first Diwali, and I had to get LED lights, because you always put candles at the front of the door to invite um, Goddess Lakshmi in to bring wealth and abundance, and Lord Ganesha for success and prosperity, and Usually it's fire because in India, nobody has carpets. They have tile. Okay. So fire and tile are pretty safe. But when you have a baby, it's <laughs> LED candles on the floor. And yep, true to form, he went and put it in his mouth right oh, away. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. <laughs> He's at that age, though. Everything. Yeah, everything is in It's like their hands is ac- are actually their tongue and everything gets tested. Yeah. That way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So we have a little history of what your family dynamics are. And oh, well, there's if we're going family dynamics, there's the the big asterisk by my name of my mom's suicide 17 years ago. So oh. that is a, a unique driving factor that I'm learning more about myself all the time. How does that connect to learning about yourself? Well, I mean, lots of therapy mm-hmm. for that because it was right before I started college. But um, looking for female mentors and fill a, n- nobody could obviously fill a mom size hole, but to like a little chunk of a mom size hole. Yeah. And so I have made good and bad decisions on who I allow to be my mentors in my life. And some even narcissist based mm. on this, the, the whole. And mm. so that if I followed this person, I would achieve and people would love me type of thing going on. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's helped my success in my direct sales, but it's also created a very weird driving force. So was that something that you uh, just within yourself decided this is what I need or want in my life? Or was this something that someone guided you to, to have mentors, to have relationships that helped with that? It was really subconscious because it's a women-driven direct Mm -hmm. sales business. So it was subconscious that I just grabbed this mentor and grabbed this one and grabbed this one and grabbed this one and and gave them new identities and titles. And if I did something, I don't know, wrong or the – just I was also in my early 20s. I started when I was 19. So you're still a very developing person Mm -hmm. (laughs) in your early 20s. And so when I'm learning something new – if it if it wasn't a good customer service practice or something, I would feel the shame and guilt of a mom chastising me gotcha. when really it's a business mentor type wow. of thing. Yeah, I could see how um, complex that could get. For or you. easily susceptible. Yeah, yeah. For for a nar- couple narcissists to pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you graduated Gonzaga, mm-hmm. 
what did you what were you studying there? I have a degree in sports management with some minors in religious studies for fun and public relations. Yes. Wow. It's been a while. I'm not using any of them, so I, I was going to say I'm trying to think how those connect to what you do <laughs> no, now. No, not at all. Not at all. But it was a good experience for you. Yes, and a lot of people like to tell you at least you have the degree, and it's they're so sweet. I don't know. I think that's <laughs> trying to um, validate themselves. Everything mm-hmm. people like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, how long? If you went to Gonzaga, how long have you lived in Spokane? Uh, my family moved here when I was ten, so since okay. 1996. Okay. Yeah. So you would consider this. Yeah. This is just what you've known. Yeah, this is your life. Yeah. 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 So um in Spokane is this really interesting space to me mm-hmm. that um, I've learned this a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> it's large mm-hmm. in one sense, but it has a very small town feel. You yes. can go to any given store at any given time and see somebody that you know. Mm-hmm. And um and yet it's um and it's steeped with history. Those who have been here for most of their childhood, it's very, they're very, um, loyal to the, you know, to the community of being here. Um, one of the reasons I love it is because it's so close, so much access to so many beautiful parts of the Pacific Northwest. Yes. 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 Um, but it also still has, um, a smallness to it that, um, I don't feel like I'm living in this like huge No, you city. can drive 30, 40, an hour away and you're in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I love about Spokane is um, all of the entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So everything from things like what you do mm-hmm. to um, uh, a mom and pop restaurants and yes. stores and things like that. There's a lot uh, a, not a lot of corporate, um, well, although Amazon just okay, moved yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, but we don't have a lot of like chain restaurants and things like that. Where um, it's definitely a place where people adventure into creating their own dream, and um, I've been really inspired by that. Yes, and I I have quite a few customers that have their own business, and I go support this bakery and this mm-hmm. um, cleaning business, and yeah. I love supporting that. But Spokane's also weird in the entrepreneur space is that it, it exists on its own. Mm-hmm. So until we got Amazon and a couple other industries that are just now realizing the area is good, um, the workers weren't quite – how did we learn this? Um, because Spokane exists to support its own and our medical was our biggest industry. Right. Um, the workers were not – as entrepreneur, at least, you know, 10, 20 years ago that they are probably now. So it created a unique difficulty in direct sales that if you're choosing to add to a team, it's more difficult. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But luckily I love sales more and I've had a great time. Well, my experience with you in sales is it never feels like sales. Yeah. Because I want to make a friend. Um, I just feel like you're providing me a service that I absolutely need. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and it's, uh, it's more, it feels more like um, a relationship mm-hmm. than it does a sales experience. And I just taught a bunch of other direct sellers this, that when I, um, I was asked to make a speech and I did, um, 
you know, talking about these are my strengths. So you can copy and paste me. But if your strengths aren't mine, or if you aren't doing your work in the middle of the night feeding your baby, you're not going to have the same results. So loyalty, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, an 11 year long distance relationship, loyalty is a humongous um, importance and strength or value for mm-hmm. me. And so because I value loyalty, I would prefer more loyal clients than than a one-time gigantic sale or gotcha. or a five billion team members, you know. Um, I I prefer loyalty. Another is one-on-one relationships as an introvert. It's just where I thrive. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I had three. Who knows what else I did in that speech? It was those two. <laughs> oh, and strategy. So I oh. I mimic my loyalty and my relationships based on my strategy. I, as an achiever, I. I know how to hit a personal goal or a company goal strategically. Well, and this has been very successful for you. Yeah, 16 years. Like I said, I have this joke. I, most people know somebody who just started or quit. I, I could say that too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and for you, I look at you and I say, you've been very successful in this. Mm-hmm. What is your gauge for success, especially as a high achiever? The, but I haven't done the next thing. Ah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. So you're in a constant thought of failure, which is exactly where my postpartum hit hard. Okay. So let's talk about that. You've, you've had, um, basically a, a solo business in the sense that your primary relationship lived continents away. Yeah. And, um, you guys are really newly merged into a cohabitating situation. Yeah, only three years, actually. Yeah. yeah. And a baby mm-hmm. on top of that. Yeah. So um, for being such a high achiever with a successful business, um, talk to me about how all of this um, affected you, positives well, and negatives. Right. So the, I, I have found many positives and negatives. What I'll go first. To make it seem lighter, I'll start with the negatives and we'll end on the positives. Um, Because luckily, I do believe it's on the downswing. So when I was telling you, I think this all turned out perfect timing. Our original schedule, I was in the thick of it. Mm. And it is now very visibly for me on the downswing. So we would have had a very downer podcast (laughs) earlier. But um, so negatively, I my depression and I've only had... Two very large depressive episodes, um, one coming out of shock of my mom's suicide. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, three weeks later. It was, For me, at seven years, I just fell apart. Mm. Um, I just really came out of shock. And the therapist I've had for the same therapist for 17 years said shock is there to support you so you don't receive your grief all at mm. once. And I received it in many different chunks, many different ways. There were there were years of I wasn't good enough to keep her alive thoughts, which is now I know is not true. This is her own issue. Um, there were years of um, seeking mentorship that needed to fill my heart. And there were years of if I just keep busy, I won't remember that she's not here. Um, so that was a huge chunk of depressive episode. And so I told my midwives, please watch out for postpartum. I have no idea what receiving hormones and being a mom who has lost a mom would do for me. Right, right. So I was very aware and looking for that. However, 
it showed up in failure form. So mm-hmm. I didn't think I had it um, until the, the repeat of you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure. That's what my insurance up as um, started playing in my head for very little things like I like to ship within 24 hours. Usually the day there's an order, it's shipped and it's out the house within the next day. Sometimes I couldn't get that done because I was recovering from a major C-section. I had extra like doctor's appointments for myself because I had some complications that we can do in a whole new other mm-hmm. side of the, this podcast with. And then, so my husband would be home and just casually be like, you know, we should get, we should get the cleaners or should we get a vacuum? We should get a vacuum. And all I would hear was, well, the baby's fed, um, I, we're fed, but and I'm trying to stay on top of business, but the, we should get a vacuum. So clearly I'm a failure. I'm failing on the house. Mm. So any suggestion, he's just guy casually walking around saying, just his thoughts so that it, they're out there in the universe and I would take it on as a failure and would get snappy or when he started his new job, I, I begged him to push back the start date because I wasn't ready. But then the more he was also home with me, the more suggestions he'd had, then the more failure mm. I would feel that even though I knew literally I was not a failure, the, the inability to complete tasks that helped me with my worth, identity, not being a failure was impossible with a newborn up to you know six months i finally feel well he's can entertain himself because he can crawl and get into everything but it was very hard there's such um there's so much loaded in becoming a mom Mm -hmm. um like you said you have not just your own personal expectations Mm -hmm. of what you want to um, experience as a mom or be like, or, um, what you want for your child, Mm -hmm. but you have this added of knowing that this could trigger, um, the loss or grief of your mom and that relationship. Yes. And that, this was the first anniversary that usually the anticipation is the worst. And this was the, the worst in Mm -hmm. a very long time. Well, because it was coupled with, um, so I had pulmonary embolisms in mm. my emboli, in in all five lungs, lobes of my lungs, um, a week after I gave birth and went to the ER for them, thinking it was just chest pains. And it was intuitively done because my legs were still swollen. I didn't know what blood clots were. And it was on wow. four months of blood thinners. And... Then, of course, somewhere on the internet, find some pregnant lady that died of blood clots in her lungs and it left five kids, you know. So I'm stuck in this. I could have been a mom who left having a mom who left. And this, wow. that kept hitting me over and over and over. And then every sweet person, when are you ready for number two? And I'm like, uh, no, we're not even losing my yeah. mind. I'm still very strongly, nope, this is the only one because. I would have to do blood thinners into a cute pregnant belly the entire pregnancy. Wow. To keep myself alive. Even though I'm wow. healed from them, they won't let you. Right. Not. It's just too too risky. risky. Yeah. Yeah. Once you've had enough estrogen load or enough, you know, um, they said it was just a perfect trifecta 
that they believe it was just the estrogen load of giving birth, um, Im- immobility from a C-section and being overweight. And what are the other? Oh, and then I was on an epidural for 27 hours, so I was pumped full of fluid. So the combination of it all was likely the perfect trifecta that just put them there. Wow. But if you have the estrogen load again, I could have them. Yeah. So this little guy becomes this incredible gift. Yes. But also a, a big change in your life while yes. all of these hormones and things are happening. To everybody anyway. Right? Yes. Um, but that does create a lot of complexity mm-hmm. for moms emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, when, when I gave birth to my kids, uh, people were barely talking about postpartum depression. It was more of a, um, it just wasn't something that you discussed with anybody. Mm-hmm. If you had any level of it, you were supposed to be just elated and happy and all of these I things. Because I prayed for this kid forever yeah. and my whole life. Yeah. Right. Um, but I am, I'm impressed by the community now that is willing mm-hmm. to talk about it and share their experience. So for you, you you get yourself better, mm-hmm. um, then then what happens? You go back home to this newborn baby, and um, you have. I, I'm sure that there was <laughs> all kinds of uh, adjustments, and like if all of our family lives out of town, yes. So celebrating a new child is a little bit of a lonely experience. Mm-hmm. When all of the family lives elsewhere. Yes. So did you experience that with so much of his family actually being in India still? Yeah, his it's really you know, breaking their hearts. Uh, plus, we have pandemic time here. So there yeah. was always the if I heard of more people in my greater circle getting COVID, the more I would lock down mm, and yeah. less people would see him for a time. And then I had to learn to change completely how I work my business totally on Facebook now. And there's the plus and minuses of that um, uh, because of just algorithms. So what if I say the wrong thing and then nobody's ever seen that? F- and there goes two right. weeks of my life. Um, so what I had the problem with was I think I've heard, you know, plenty of postpartum depression. I've heard plenty of baby blues. Plenty of family adjustments, but I had never heard it in my way, the achiever side, mm-hmm. that that as a woman, my identity is, well, first, I'm more nurturing than I thought I was because he's mm-hmm. my little guy and I'm like obsessed with this kid. He goes everywhere with me. He's my business sidekick. He just comes with me yeah, um, in everything I do except for right now. And <laughs> But the, the achiever, the... Inability to complete tasks, the checkoff list. It was, it was so hard. Like, mm. I don't know how to pass it on to other people or scare pregnant people because maybe they don't have it. And and this, how do people even have a second, third, fourth child ever, ever? But then I'm trying to tell myself, well, they probably don't have the same complexes that you Mm -hmm. have that your identity is wrapped up in what you can accomplish even little things like in the house how many loads of laundry did I get done yeah 
Um, I finally have let go of the laundry and I finally have realized that shipping, as long as it's out by five o'clock, it ships the same time as if I have it in the mail at 9 a.m. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm learning to give myself more leeway on things. The laundry doesn't have to be done today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is that is such a hard um, release, though. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very hard. So when you say that you are on the other side, mm-hmm. what is, is that things like this? Like, I'm okay with what time something gets in the mail. I'm okay yes. with not doing laundry. Um, it, it's those uh, graces that you give mm-hmm. yourself, those windows that say, I still get it done, but it doesn't have to be in the same parameter. Yes. And shipping, if I owe somebody a product, shipping is more next day than within 24 hours. And I'm okay with that because I'm not being hounded by everybody. To have. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't telling me this is an expectation I set on myself, which allows me to stay in my failure state. Mm-hmm. How funny is that, that I create my own failure state by creating insane expectations? Well, I'm thinking about it and going... I've never purchased these products and had them delivered to my door literally like the same day. Yeah. And that was, even though I personally didn't have that expectation, I also knew that's what you were going to do. Yeah. And that was not anything... I mean, I don't know what your other clients do, but that's not anything that I had a, a... an expectation or why I purchased from you is so that I, I mean, it is really nice to have it at my door, but, um, but you really, you, you kind of taught yourself Mm -hmm. what expectation to have of yourself. Yes. Even when it wasn't possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I could do, I used to go out into people's homes. Well, pre pandemic three, four, five times a day I could and do deliveries along the way. With baby, I can't. Yeah. I can't. So it's at most one. And then deliveries to or from dropping husband from work. Uh, in one sense, you know, the pandemic is a little bit of a gift in that everybody had to adjust. Yes. And it actually taught me how to rest. I did absolutely zero Facebook parties and zero Zooms until after my son was born. I learned new hobbies new new arts I really taught myself how to rest my husband is like king of the resting introverts to a point that I go crazy Mm -hmm. Um, but if he has a week off he can stay indoors the whole time the entire week and just be happy as a clam and I am like one day indoors and then I I think I need to go deliver something (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to get in my car and drive somewhere I think I need to go ship this right now yeah So that actually birthed a second business for you, right? Yes, it did. Um, My husband worked for a boutique for a little bit, and um, I went and found them on the internet and noticed that there were models uh, displaying the clothes, not the owner of the company. And I thought, I could probably figure this out because I don't want to be the face of a second business. It's already draining, even though I'm a high achiever. The energy drain for an Mm -hmm. introvert to be the face of a second business is pretty rough for me. So I started a notebook and said, this is my five-year goal to start a clothing boutique with my best friend who lives in North Carolina. 
And as where the size we are now, she's mostly advisor consultant um, in case I get too much in my head. She's like, nope, this is good. Nope, this is bad. And uh, with extra money, we have no business debt. So with extra money or customer's money, we I just buy clothing inventory wholesale. I have a tax ID, LLC, everything. And I just shop and put it on Facebook with two models, um, a 19-year-old who wears a small and one of my best local friends who does my plus size. And I post them on Facebook and to shop, you comment on it. I've been begged for websites and that's an expense. That's a monthly expense. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a percent expense when they charge the card. And I said, I don't want to do that yet. Yeah. Because it's working for you this way. Yes. And this is actually teaching me to not add extra energy to something because I'm I'm working on some early holiday sales for the direct sales business. So I haven't posted new clothes in a couple weeks. And that's okay because there's no company jumping down my neck. I have no minimums, no maximums, no requirements. It's really teaching me to achieve and rest, achieve a rest, and that mm. it's all okay no matter what you're doing. And how does that make you feel? Because that's different for you. Yes, it's good and it's really fun. Well, baby has forced me to rest. Mm. Spending all this time with my husband for three years has taught me to rest. I've learned to rest. But when I couldn't get basic house stuff done as an achiever, it was it was rough. But um, having Maven and Maiden, the, the boutique, it's online only. It's just in shelves in my spare room. Um, it's been really fun to do mm. something new. And especially because I know how to shop for myself, a 5'11 plus size girl. So I like maxi dresses and empire waist. And there are five foot three, very busty women who do not like the same clothes as me. And so I'm really learning. Huh. Yeah. A so whole you're, new I world. can see you light up about this. You're really, really excited about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Because it's just a play thing that's bringing in a couple extra dollars. I, I do a, a, not a percentage payback. I do a dollar fifty per item. It comes back to my, and I haven't spent any of it. I just keep it in a, a savings account because I would just want to see it grow. Yeah. So I'm not worried about its profit and loss. And this is just a way for me to learn something new without minimums, maximums, mm -hmm. really any expenses. I pay the models and that's it. So very low expectations. Yes. So your window for success is very large. Oh, yes, that is true. Yes. Yeah. I asked my husband to pick our July goal because I was so excited I couldn't pick the goal. And I don't do money coming in. I do items sold. So for July, he picked 20 and we sold 40. Wow. So for August, we picked 40 and sold 75. For September, picked 75 and sold 100. In October, I don't know what happened, sold 30. But I don't care. Wow. I haven't posted for three weeks. This is really intriguing to me. Really? That you can yeah. actually have a, a fun well, side thing that... Well, one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm working through, Casey and I have two businesses, and then he has his real estate, and I work full-time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we do the, the hobby-ish stuff like mm -hmm. this, podcasting and stuff we just love. Um, but uh, I find the marketing, the sales uh, portion of it 
difficult in a service industry. I find the marketing, I hate it so much. I thought that I would not be on Facebook for the boutique, that I was going to learn to master Instagram. I don't care. Go where my strength is. I'm very good on Facebook. So it's just a group. Maven, can I plug my own group? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maven and Maiden fans. And I'll put that in the show notes. Perfect group. And you just asked to join. And then once we hit... um, certain amounts of like new milestones i think we're about to hit 150 then i give away a free shirt um um, i think we're in i think i've sent to like six or seven different states um yeah it's fun wow i'm intrigued mostly yeah how funny is it that you haven't even seen the group yet well i haven't i'm sitting here going wait, how did I miss this? Or maybe, I don't know. I spend a lot of time on Instagram though. I love Instagram, but I cannot figure it out from a marketing perspective. Well, just when you think you do, they change the algorithms and then you got to start all over anyway. So that's kind of what has been nice about this, this not caring about the success and achievement about this is Mm -hmm. if I sell stuff, I I mean, there's no debts in there. I can just do a live sale and be like, everything's seven bucks today, guys. And then move some inventory. Wow. Which I've done quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to learn what's new and what we know cardigans for sure. So if you're into lightweight cardigans, that's our number one huh. bestseller. I'm so intrigued. I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm getting on there and I'm checking you out. Great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So you've, you've got these two businesses going. And I'm keeping a little human alive. You know, that is such an underrated statement. (laughs) It's a huge deal. We joke in my house. I I really like plants, but look at that one next to you. It just... And so I congratulate myself often that I have two daughters who are adults now. They stayed alive. Yes, they did. (laughs) Because I can't keep plants alive. So I don't know what the... But yes, I think it's, it's an underrated statement because it's a huge effort it's a huge deal and then um it is much more difficult than I thought it would be and I've wanted to be a mom my whole life so what were some of the the things that were difficult that you weren't expecting I know the postpartum yes there's one layer is postpartum another layer is my health and fear of what if I become a mom who leaves early you know like my mom did um, whether if, you know, it wouldn't be my own choice, but it, right. it, it could happen. Um, another layer is the super dependency on me because I'm his source of food comfort. Right. I mean, entertainment, I guess mostly those when he's little food and comfort. Right. Um, that was a shock to me. I like, I knew babies love their moms, but I didn't know how much they love their moms. Yeah. Like, I've had other people hold him and he will turn his body to my voice. And I, I was kind of giggle at it. It's so sweet. But I had no idea the, the sheer dependency on mom. Yeah. Or I did a virtual appointment today and he was asleep, gave him to the Nikhil, my husband, and he rolled over because he heard my voice and it had had to get down and crawl to my feet where I was doing my virtual appointment. And I was like... Nikhil, he was asleep. What happened? He said, it's not my fault. I heard your voice. Mm. He had to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the the utter dependency when I want to do my thing has yeah it's been so hard. But there's other women who just like I'm sure that just thrive in it, and it it felt a, a tug away from from the Kelly. Yeah. Like I love being mama, but the t- little tug away from Kelly was hard. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a, um, I know at least for me and other moms I've talked to, there's a little bit of a crisis of identity yes. that happens. Yes. I wish that mom. was talked about a yeah. little more. Um, and uh, we often talk about this now that I, I spent until, oh, until Kaylee was, Probably till till we moved here to Spokane. Mm-hmm. I was primarily um, a stay-at-home mom. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, I ran um, some projects with Casey, mm-hmm. but it was always stuff that we could facilitate um, with them. It was around teens and mm-hmm. all of that, so they were all a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once they were in school all day, I worked on that during the day, so I didn't really feel like I was missing anything mm-hmm. or. But that was my primary role. And I'm now at this place where my daughters are adults and I'm going, Jess, what do you want? Yes. You know? I'm sure that's a humongous question. So it's, um, but I remember thinking that in a different way when I first had them, mm-hmm. that same idea that, oh my gosh, they literally cannot survive without me. I know. <laughs> like, and, um, and what I was... How old was I? I just turned 21 mm-hmm. before I had Kaylee. And uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of time um, figuring out who I was or what yeah. I was doing to, to feel too much of that tension. Um, but there was always this, I wonder what, you know, what, what was it that um, I would have done not that I regretted any of it, right. but you just wonder who you are. Right. Like, well, most I 21 year olds go through that too. When I was talking about how, like I was searching for a mentor anywhere because mm-hmm. my mom died right before I was 19. So I'm searching for a mentor anywhere. Who do I want to be? Um, but I don't have a female guide mm-hmm. for me. So like <laughs> I would never redo my twenties. I mean, you probably would because of your kids, but as a Jessica, the person, yeah. oh, the twenties are crazy. No, and yeah, it is It is so much about, um, you know, figuring out, do I dream big? Do I, you know, <laughs> what do I do with my life? Yeah. Yeah. So many uh, mixed things there. But I think then, you know, becoming a mom is a complexity all on its own that, um, you know, my husband was very involved, which it sounds like your husband mm-hmm. is too in um, our kids from the time they were little, but he still went to work every day yeah. and I was still with them. Yeah. And, um, so there was still this, um, ex- exchange of roles mm-hmm. and, um, and it's now I'm coming to this point and going, wow, you know, I look back and go, what are all those things that I brought to motherhood that I can now bring, you know, oh. to what I do now that without motherhood, I didn't, I wouldn't have. And for my businesses, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but I'm also, I'm also ready to like go find an adventure too, yes. you know, cause I was, you know, awfully young when I 
had kids. And I could even flip-flop that. What can I bring that I learned from business for 16 years to motherhood? And I am very excited to see. Well, he is very ingrained in extrovert. It's very obvious. Mm. Months ago, it was obvious how he lights up around people. Mm. Uh, To two introvert parents, this is terrifying. (laughs) But um, good for him. You know, I'll learn to nurture that the best I can. (laughs) But um, I can take what I've learned in business and apply to him and to see how he will, he'll kind of learn how to sell himself for the rest of his life. Here's what I can bring to any table. Yeah. Because he's probably going to go to almost all my selling appointments. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a time when he's like, think it's lame to be with me, but he will. It'll be a long time before that happens. Yeah. But what he'll learn um, or I can turn every selling appointment into a play date. Yeah. Is my goal. Um, but what he'll learn is fun- I'm very excited for him to have that experience. A little different than I have. But I had achieving parents uh, in the Air Force and a registered nurse. So, yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like an exciting adventure ahead for you guys as a yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm really excited about this new business. I'm ready to just jump in and see what you've got going on over there. Um, So I have another question for you. Um, I'm looking at, even though you've had this long-term relationship, there's a part of it that's still very new too at the same time. It's almost like you have this version of your relationship here, and now you have this new version over here. Does that sound right? Yep. Okay. So in this new version... What are you learning about this partnership? Oh, boy. There's a lot. Um, years ago, I learned, and I was even interviewed for a mag- long-distance relationship magazine. Again, I think we're so great. We're such achievers that we did it for 11 years. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody, but we knew it was right for, meant for, for us. Guys, yes. Yeah. Um, very obvious. But I learned years ago that at times of argument or disagreement to kind of separate the Nikhil, the best friend, Nikhil, the boyfriend, Nikhil, the husband. And I found that I'm most often upset at the husband, poor guy. Um, (laughs) Boyfriend's still smoking hot and best friend is still right there. So I have, yeah, my rock. Perfect. So I have learned to, if I can calm down and say, can I talk to Nikhil, my best friend? And he listens differently. men who are wired to problem solve anyway sometimes I don't always need a problem solver if we're butting heads on the same subject Mm. that that he listens differently and I also speak kinder we were just talking about this recently how come people bring their worst home but their their most polite their kindness is is out to strangers or co-workers but their their rudest meanest snippiest naggiest is at home Mm. And I feel really bad about that. So one of the biggest things I have learned is to wonder how he the, the home environment he grew up in and the home environment I grew up in. Luckily, both of us had high-achieving, very mm. successful mothers. And his mom is super mom because she was full-time mom and full-time, like, badass volunteer – or not volunteer, volleyball coach. Okay. National volleyball coach. And so she – even living there for a year, she made it look effortless. And sometimes I am positive I can't compare. So he has told me many times, 
you're the best, Kelly, you're the best wife, but that's that's my mom. I'm not expecting you mm. to do that, but another expectation Patient I, put on, my, I yeah. put on myself. So she will get up at 4 a.m. and cook the family's breakfast and lunch for the day, works a full, well, she's retired now, good for her, <laughs> works her full... Probably eight-hour day, but an hour driving there, an hour driving back in traffic. Mm. That's exhausting in Delhi. Um, and then comes home and cooks the family's full meal. It's insanity. Um, I have finally learned, um, and part of my learning is to cook all of his lunches at one time and meal prep them. So good for yeah. me. That took a while. Um but yeah, making sure I'm not comparing myself to my mom, his mom, or if I am snippy nagging, wondering what is it in me, because um, I don't have to blame my husband for everything that I'm upset about. It's pretty often I'm learning me and personal mm. responsibility I have to accept. And lately, I have realized it's jealousy mm. that when his job is done, he's at home and his job is done. And mine yeah. isn't. One, because my business is also my hobby and I love it. So if I get a text, I'll get up and put an order together. And then the 24-7, 18 years mom thing. Or probably, you're still momming too. I don't know why yeah. I put 18 years on there. Well, no, I mean, because now, I mean, we're kind of full-time with yeah. Asher here too. Yeah. So I feel like we've gone back in time a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah. you've got... Um, <laughs> These personal expectations are going to kill you. Um, <laughs> yeah, have you found my theme? I yeah, I, yeah, I come in talking about I'm an achiever, but you're just like, woman, these are all your own problems. No. I, I have <laughs> a friend in Australia who I met through my coaching school, and one of the conversations we have is around burnout mm -hmm. because we, um, we could just, I think we actually enjoy working. Yes, I do. And so it's really hard to shut it off. Mm -hmm. um, my day job is one where I clock in, clock out, mm -hmm. come home. I don't think about my job. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's actually kind of nice. Yeah. I, for someone who's an overachiever, this is mm -hmm. a good space for me. Yes. I can, you know, put all my good into it for those hours, but then I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, but over the last couple of years, I come home and I'm working on my business. Mm -hmm. So that ends up being something I think about and I dream about during mm -hmm. the day. Because it lights you up. Because it lights yeah. me up, right? And so it doesn't really have an end to it, mm -hmm. I am, unless I tell it to, which is yeah. a hard discipline. But yeah. um yeah, overachievers, um, I think there's beautiful creations and work and experiences that come out of that, um, but it comes with a huge responsibility of self-care, self-regulation, um, mm -hmm. like knowing, okay, this has gone too far, I've I've put too much in, I have nothing left, and I imagine having a child in the midst of that. Um, forces you to really look at that energy level too. Oh, yes. Speaking of energy, I once had a client that I never forgot her advice. Um, she had, oh, this seems to sound like you exactly. She had like 
two kids, 21, 23, and then had a bonus surprise at 41. And I said, no, no, no. (laughs) No, but you have a grandson. I have a bonus grandson. (laughs) Yes. And so I said, what, what was parenting like each time? She said, well, I had a ton of energy in my twenties, but I have a much more money in my forties. And so I am finding that to be true. A first time mom at 35 and a half to the day. He's born on my half birthday. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, that the, the energy thing is serious. Yeah. And yeah. so whether it's good or bad and on parenting, we I do contact naps. So he naps in my arms because that's the only time I'm sitting down. Hmm. And so I have, I, I have decided that that's good and I have to do it. So he, he kind of sets my sit down yeah. mom alarm by being who he is. I get that. I can really relate to that. Yeah. That forced um, one presence with him Mm -hmm. into the rest, the stop. Yep. Everything. So, two to three times a day. Yeah. I'm stopping and sitting with him on the couch. Mm. I've heard of all these moms who put their babies in their crib, and that's when they get everything done. I'm kind of the opposite. I either strap him to me or, well, now he's crawling. Mm-hmm. It's been great. So he just crawls wherever, yeah. you know, within three feet of me and licks everything. <laughs> and I do my stuff. And then, or if I, um, I'm doing dishes, I put him in the, like, the saucer thing. And yeah. he hits and slaps and licks everything. And I get the dishes done. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but and then I contact nap. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was for me, too. And I look back and go, you know, there were... Um, I just had my kids come with me and mm-hmm. everything that I did, mm-hmm. um, uh, there just wasn't, there were rarely, even unless it was like a date night. Um, and even then Casey's like, but I've been away from them all day too. And I want to see them. And, oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's just, just come and do what I do. Even with Asher, I'm like, I'm going to go do the laundry. Asher, you want to help me? Yeah. And he puts everything in there for me. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, eventually he's doing it for me. So. Yes, good. <laughs> we're, we're doing this right. Um, what, uh, what nugget would you want to leave for those listening to your story? Um, if, and I know this isn't a, like, I regret this, so do this differently. Uh-huh. But something that has been an awakening for you in all of this that maybe it is something if someone had shared that with me it would have helped my journey but this is what I've learned out of it so something I adopted recently is where I sleep just out of the window because of how we have the curtains whatever I can see this strip of blue light and I just suddenly decided that blue light anytime I see it is all as well and so I don't need to set my expectations here because whether I make it or miss it, all is well. Mm. Um, I don't have to worry about where the baby sleeps because who cares what the parenting everything says? Mm-hmm. All is well. He's happy. He's three. Like you can't tell me anything on yeah. on f- formula or breastfeeding or, or how I raise him because he's very advanced. And so this is just in him. I don't think I'm queen mom on that. So all is well on him. My relationship, I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing, no matter how many times you thought 
um, our relationship was weird or cultures here or different things here. Or it, sometimes Indians were like, watch out, all Americans get divorced. <laughs> uh, like, so he, hmm. we got it in both sides, um, just all as well. And it's usually our own brains that are messing things up. If you really sit quietly, everything, it's all well. So you just sit and hold a baby, mm-hmm. sit quietly. Mm-hmm. Pandemic well. really helped. Yeah, right. Yeah, really. Sl- I think it slowed us all down. Yeah, um, c- created pause. Yeah, in life to reflect on what matters mm-hmm. and um, what do I want this to look like going forward? Because yeah. really, I can make it look like anything I want. And I at really this can. Point. So I take him, baby, everywhere I go. We've opted to have be a one car family. As crazy as that in, in We America. are too. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. That the car out there is Sydney's. Uh-huh. So yeah, the I knew Jeep that. is Casey and I's. We sold our other Jeep during the pandemic to oh, help nice. pay for living without yeah. job. And um so we have one car, so if he has stuff to do, then he takes me to work and if he doesn't, if he's home, you know, doesn't have any houses to show, then I take the car. So That's awesome. Yeah. 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 If he got a job, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> I know. And Nikhil could drive to work, but because he works so many weird hours, I'm so selfishly, that's half an hour is my drive with you each way. Um, I didn't bring you to America not to see you. Yeah. So I, we can leave, live below our means if I get to see him because that's what we're here for. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful, um, it's inspiring Yeah, to what you just said gives all of us the freedom to say, I can make this whatever I want it mm-hmm. to be. You really can. That's so something I've learned in my be, business. Husband yeah. Or wife or whatever business owner I want to be. Mm-hmm. I get to decide what that yes. looks like. And because you do it differently mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's and just I, different. I did finally learn this um, in the in the business the first 13 years. Because one, I was searching for female mentorship. Um, and two, I just wanted to be an achiever and please everybody. I would feel more love if I was achieving. Obviously, mm-hmm. you get recognized, so you feel more yeah. love. And it comes with this weird high you're chasing. It's pretty messed up. But when I went to India, it was my reset because I thought business was going to kind of shut down and I just direct shipped everything. It didn't shut down at all. I came back and isolated myself from everybody, all mm-hmm. my peers, all my colleagues, colleagues, not really, co-work, whatever. Yeah. I isolated myself. It was just me and my customers and my husband. And I did it my own way. I'm an introvert, so I'm going to do one-on-one things. I don't want to coach anybody, so I'm not going to add people to my team. It's not my strength. I want loyalty, and I want it big. And that's what I've done. And, I mean, now that I am finally isolated in a way, again, just like in my marriage, you can't tell me anything. And I'm pretty close on that on parenting now, too, at least where he's at. I have no idea Mm -hmm. what toddlerhood looks like. But at least up until right now... um, my kid is thriving, so whatever way we're doing it, it's, it's working. It's fine. Yeah. I had someone tell me once that that child wasn't born to someone else. They were right. born to you. I feel very strongly. I'm mm-hmm. Kern and I were meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, 
He is adorable. Yeah. I I think he sells your products better than well, you ever did. Well, I mean, I, pl- I plan, you know, every <laughs> 17th we have Curran Day and... Um, I just post pictures of him and his new month old. And (laughs) And everybody just hands you money. (laughs) And they do. And it's great. And one day he'll be delivering them and he'll get a little bow tie and it'll be great. Uh, Well, it is fun to watch him um, grow, especially Mm -hmm. in a pandemic era Mm -hmm. where we've all had to watch each other much, you know, from a digital perspective. Um, It has been fun to to watch him and it'll be interesting to see. Um, him and Asher play one day. <gasps> they together. should be playing soon. I yeah, know. we just got to keep Asher well. He just keeps getting cold after cold. And oh man, I know, little little turd. He's <laughs> working guy. on his immune system right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, well, um, I am, I feel privileged to have heard your story today. Um, there's so many parts of it that. Um, I feel like I have a fuller picture. Mm-hmm. We've touched on little pieces over the last six years, but um, to hear your journey and to hear your vulnerab- vulnerability mm-hmm. and your struggle, um, I just I feel like I feel like I see you, and um, I appreciate the work you do uh, for me as your client um, in a new way. So thank you. Thank you for your patience because you, I posted something and you said, you'd be great for this, but I was pregnant and I was just feeling vulnerable and said no. And then we picked another date and it was right when I was going to find out if the clots were gone. And the next day is my mom's anniversary of her death. Thankfully that did not work out. I I was like, this is going to be the most downer podcast ever recorded because I was just, but now, like I said, I'm on the downslope of the postpartum. Um, I feel like I have a handle on it and I'm not so... A rhythm for life a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 That's well, good. Well, I still enjoy my gifts at the door. Okay. So <laughs> I will always remain a client. I'm going to put all of your info mm-hmm. um, so people can contact you yeah. um, regarding your businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just note that we are... Not mentioning the name of one of your businesses on purpose. Yes. And so if you want to get in touch um, about that, um, we'll have contact info okay. in the show notes so that yep. they can reach out to you and you Perfect. can, um, you know, connect them how you want to. Perfect. Um, but um, I didn't want people to think we we're just like hoarding that. We kind of are, but yeah. <laughs> it's on purpose. Yeah. So um, anyway, and it's not drugs. I promise. It's not drugs. <laughs> So, well, thank you, Kelly. And um, I look forward to getting your story out for you. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for listening. And may you keep connecting all the beautiful parts of you.